Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. It's been a little while. Uh, definitely have missed everyone. Uh, been wanting to record now for a while, but a couple life updates as to what has taken so long. Well, first, um, I moved to Long Island, New York for a job, um, and it's been awesome so far. As you can probably tell by the title of the podcast episode, been being able to go to a lot of Yankee games this year, um, have gotten to really analyze this team and where I think the team is going to be headed in the next couple years. And uh, I did have a baby girl. So life's been a little hectic. And um, unfortunately, my co-host that you guys have grown accustomed to, Chris, is not with me here. Um, so at least for the little first little while getting back and getting started, um, I will be flying solo on this podcast. And hopefully we can get Chris back um, through video chat and, and get his audio and, and video back up in here. So, yeah, 2021 Yankees. Uh, let's dive into it. Let's get, uh, let's get this report written um, because what a year. What a weird year. Um, and I sound calm right now because I've had a couple days to digest the wild card loss. Um, and I'm sure once I really get going here and we start digging back into the season and where this offseason could head, I'm sure a few emotions will be brought up. But um, first, yeah, let's kind of let's kind of dive right in to the beginning of the year. You know, we go into the year, everyone's on the Yankees. I always hate that, uh, first of all, when any of my teams are favorites heading into the year. I always like when they're like low-key favorites. Because how many times, I mean, if besides if you're like the Golden State Warriors a couple years ago, or the Kansas City Chiefs, like... When do you actually see those teams fulfill that um, that expectation? You know, it's it's usually a letdown, and the Yankees didn't do enough for me, at least going into this year. That I thought that they actually had a chance to fulfill that expectation of them being a World Series contender. I mean, you signed Jay Bruce. He was our opening day first baseman. Like, yeah, nothing against Jay. He's a, he was a great player. But that's who we're going to war with the very first day of the year? Like, you're joking me, right? Gary Sanchez. I mean, when are we giving up on Gary Sanchez? How, how long do you live off of potential? You know, like the dude's going to be 35 and be like, oh, well, that one, his rookie year, he was awesome. So, you know, he could still have that potential. No, fucking wrong. That's not a thing anymore. He's done. He's cooked. Send him to Kansas City and go get Salvador Perez, a guy that actually is a good defensive catcher and can hit. You're the Yankees, okay? You have a little bit of money to spend. We actually have an okay farm system that we can dive into. Got a couple guys that you probably don't even need to touch to get a guy like Salvador Perez in the fold that can stabilize not only the pitching staff, 
but your catchers aren't going to hit a combined like what one hundred or two hundred. I like Higashioka, but I mean one one eighty six is not going to cut it. It's just not. He's an okay defensive catcher. I'm sorry. See, I didn't even mean to get into this yet. Wanted to even kind of. Sorry, sorry. Let let me reset here. I want to kind of go position by position, kind of break down where I think they should be going the, uh, next year, how they perform this year, and it'll you know it'll bring up it'll bring up the rest of the season and what a roller coaster and weird year it was. But yeah, let's let's stick with catcher then. You know, when when is enough enough with Gary Sanchez? He's a free agent this year, and I'll, I'm I'm so scared that how many times have we heard it in the last few years? You know, we get into the playoffs. You know, we're we're a decent team throughout the year, and and that's even more annoying. We won 92 games this year. A lot of other franchises, that's awesome. That's an awesome year for them. 92 wins, you bet. Sign me up most of the time. But not if you're a fucking Yankee fan. The wild card is not good enough. And you know what we're going to get told by Steinbrenner and Cashman, who's inevitably going to stick around that shouldn't, but I'll get into that too a little bit later. Well, you know, this team got us to 92 wins. We're right on the doorstep. We don't think we need to make that many changes to get this team where we want to. What the fuck are you talking about at this point? It all started when we got shut out by Dallas Keuchel in New York. And we've made small improvements, but we're living off potential. We're prospect hugging. It's just not good enough. It's just not. And Gary Sanchez, he is, in my opinion, problem number one. And it just shows that this franchise, Hal Steinbrenner, yeah, he, he, he made a splash and he signed Garrett Cole. Awesome. What has he done since then? Who has he signed? We got lucky that Luke Voigt turned out to be a decent player. But outside of Garrett Cole, who's been that big free agent Yankee signing? That we're accustomed to. You bring back DJ LeMahieu on a six-year deal. Awesome. You got him on a bargain and he turned out to be better than we thought he was. Not this year. Oh, man. We signed Aaron Hicks for seven years, $77 million. Man, you really shelled out the money there, didn't you, Hal? Go get a good catcher. Go get Salvador Perez. If you can't do that, there's a decent amount of good catchers in the free agent class this year. I mean, we got a couple studs coming up through the minors. Go get Buster Posey, who just had a career year. Posey's not costing you $50 million. You can sign him on a one-year, two-year deal with a club option. Bring him in. He's another guy that's going to stabilize the offense. He's coming off of a great year. 
There, there's no reason that Gary Sanchez should be the starting catcher for the New York Yankees. Absolutely none. The effort's not there. He's trying to hit grand slams with no one on base literally all the time. Yeah, he runs into one, and are they majestic, and do they look cool sometimes? Absolutely. But when is that just? When is that not good enough? It wasn't good enough two years ago when he was hitting under 200 for the entire year. If you want to keep him around as a cheap backup, awesome. But that's all he should be on this team going into next year. Moving on to first baseman. I love that they picked up Anthony Rizzo. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I read somewhere that Brian Cashman was apparently not happy with Rizzo's production when he since he traded for him and he came over to New York. I mean, how out of touch does Brian Cashman have to be at this point? Does he even watch the fucking games anymore? You're calling out Anthony Rizzo when you traded for Joey Gallo? Again, I'll get to Joey Gallo later. But you're calling out a dude that was actually pretty decent. He was a good defensive first baseman. How? When is the last time we've had that? Luke Voigt's not bad, but he's not Anthony Rizzo. I mean, what do we do with Luke Voigt? The dude can't stay healthy. When he is healthy, you know, he's awesome. He, he, can, he can hit you home runs. He's, you know, he's one of those guys that will actually try and go the other way a couple times. But again, on a team that you're trying to contend with every year, you can't, you can't rely on a guy like Luke Voigt, who's, I mean, his foot is broken half the year every year. And then if it's not his foot, it's his back. If it's not his back, it's his groin. You get him back for a few games. I mean, he was healthy, didn't play for like two weeks, came back and then went right on the IL. It's just this roster construction is so terrible. I love Aaron Judge. I I was never a big John Carlos Stanton hater, even when he was having his down years. But how many guys can you have on your roster that are six foot five, 250 pounds? Yeah, awesome. They're going to hit home runs, but they're going to break down. They're not quick. Judge is, an ama- Judge is just a physical freak. The dude's an amazing defender. He's not super quick. But I, I think you stay the course with Anthony Rizzo, honestly. I mean, bring in, bring him in unless you can go crazy and go get Freddie Freeman somehow, but I don't think they're going to spend the money on him. Um, yeah, keep Anthony Rizzo around. I don't think that's going to happen anymore since, if it's true, Brian Cashman is running his fucking mouth and out of all people decided to call out Anthony Rizzo. I, I mean, it just makes no sense. It just makes absolutely no sense to me. Second base. Glaber's your second baseman. I mean, he had a down year. The kid's still, what, 24 years old. It was alarming, to say the least, the power numbers and just 
what happened to him at the plate. I don't know. And it's weird because you can't really say he's not built for New York because he did it in his second year. He had, what, 38 home runs? And the, the dude, the kid was a stud. And maybe moving him back over to second base really kind of lets him relax. Because even after Didi, like, shortstop in New York with the history of shortstops, like, yeah. Those are big shoes to fill, even a one player removed from Derek Jeter. And, I mean, Glaber did start to look better in, in, uh, when we moved him over to second base. So, hopefully that stays. Um, and he starts to get back to where he was. I, I mean, I, I'm just, I was just hating on Sanchez for the potential, but Glaber has that potential. It's not four or five years down the road like it is with Gary now. Um, he can get back to that. This is a huge, huge year, um, for Glaber in terms of if he's going to stick with the Yankees or not. Um, I mean, there's already rumors that they might trade him and all this stuff. I, we, we have a lot of other issues that aren't named Glaber Torres. Okay. Let the kid get back on track next year. Let him have a full year at second base and we'll see where we go from there. Third base. Now, this is where it gets interesting because you have DJ who played great at third. I, the dude is just a good infielder, defender anyway. You have Gio Urshela. DJ's around for the long haul. You know, we just signed him to a six-year deal, so he's here. He's going to be here for a minute. I love Gio. Gio is a heart and soul kind of guy. He's not going to hit you 40 home runs a year. He's not going to hit 320. But he's going to be a good player every year. He's going to hit about 250, 260. He's going to hit you some home runs. But he's going to actually care about how he plays. You know what I mean? Um, but that being said, you can definitely upgrade. Definitely upgrade over Geo at third base. Um, especially if DJ is not your everyday third baseman. You have Nolan Arenado, who could opt out. Seems pretty happy in St. Louis, but who knows? He might have a bitter taste in his mouth after they just got walked off against the Dodgers. Um, Jose Ramirez, he's probably not going to hit free agency as a club option there. Kyle Seager, 34. Highly doubt, highly, highly doubt that he's an option. Uh, Chris Bryant could be an option, but at the same time, I'm ready for this team to go back to where they were when they were actually winning championships, taking advantage of right field in Yankee Stadium. Again, horrible roster construction by Brian Cashman. How many years has this team been right-handed dominant in a lefty-friendly ballpark? I mean, what are we thinking? Yes, you finally... Got Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo to maybe take advantage. Aaron Judge can take advantage of right field because he's a freaking tank. We had Jay Bruce and Brett Gardner that were our lefties. How does that not scream, what the fuck are we doing here, if you're not Brian Cashman? It makes no sense. What he, how he's made this team over the years. 
It just, it makes absolutely none. But again, I, I got a whole thing on Gallo coming later. Shortstop. Again, the Yankees infield is kind of fluid because you can move these guys around a little bit. But shortstop needs to be locked down by someone. It can't be Gio one day. It can't be DJ another day. I like Andrew Velasquez, but are we really throwing Andrew Velasquez in there an entire year? Probably not. Tyler Wade, he's a glorified base dealer. He's not the answer. This shortstop class is loaded. Carlos Correa, I hate him more than anyone on that Astros cheating-ass team, so I pray to God that he's not the one that the Yankees decide to go after and try and open up the uh, purse strings for. Trevor Story, Corey Seager, that's who we need. Another left-handed bat who can hit home runs, take advantage of right field. He's only 28. If you're going to spend on a free agent, it needs to be Corey Seager. It has to be. You can make an argument for Trevor Story and Carlos Correa, but in Yankee Stadium where left-handers rule, you have to get Corey Seager if he doesn't re-sign with L.A. Have to. The dude is a stud. He will come to New York. He will be successful. Go get Corey Seager. Be the Yankees. Make an evil empire move and go take him from the Dodgers. You have to. Left field. This is going to be fun. Joey Gallo. What a joke of a baseball player, man. And I'd be like, oh, I like Joey Gallo. He's Italian. He's New York. Like, guys, you're hitting a 198 hitter behind Stanton who had a really, really good year. That's who we have protecting Stanton. He hit nine home runs since the trade deadline with the Yankees. That is all he contributed to the Yankees. Nine home runs. You keep hearing how great he is on the defensive side of the ball. Didn't look like it to me. You drop an easy routine ground ball in Fenway that cost you the game. Or almost cost. No, that did cost them the game. You're letting balls fall right in front of you. You're not taking charge as an outfielder over an infielder. The dude had like nine double play balls he hit into in Texas, and he comes over to, Yan to, to, to New York and like doubled that total in less than a month. Now, I don't know if that's more on him or just more the hitting philosophy with the Yankees coaching staff, which also just all of them, just they all need to go. But Joey Gallo, man, cool. He's going to hit you 40 home runs. Dope. That's great. But you're hitting 40 home runs. You don't even break 100 RBIs. There's an issue with that. That's not sustainable. This, I mean, if, if that's the way the Yankees want to go, pack it in for the next 10 years. Until we can figure it the fuck out. And we can start 
I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. You have to construct your team like the Rays. What happened in our 13-game winning streak? Glaber was out. Gio was out. I, I, I think uh, uh, Greg Allen was starting in center. Those guys were playing every day. Were they hitting home runs? No. They were getting on base. And they were stealing bases. And they were making things happen on the base pass. We were creating runs. We were we were forcing the other teams to make plays. Really, really hard to win when your number five guy has four strikeouts and a home run every eight days. And he's not I, as much as you want to say. He's been a good defender. Like, he's not that good on defense where it makes up for how horrible he is at the plate. He's just not. He's looking to walk. Every swing, it looks like he never adjusts. It looks like he's always trying to hit the ball to the moon. Get him out of here, man. Get him out of here. What makes it even worse? A guy like Michael Brantley, who's on the Astros, who are still playing baseball right now, who just absolutely waxed the floor with the White Sox last night. That dude, they made a pitch to New York to come and play for New York. You could have had Michael Brantley this year, but we go and trade for Joey Gallo at the trade deadline and thought that a 198 hitter who strikes out a ton was going to mesh and improve a team that already strikes out a ton and relies on the home run ball way too much. Look how that worked out. What do you go in the wild card game? I was there. I was at, I was at the wild card game. I don't even remember because he just not he doesn't do anything that's worth noting. He struck out a couple times and popped out to third base. Oh yeah, he hit a ball to center field. Yeah, good, good job, Joey. Fucking goon. There there has to be bring up some of the young guys. I mean, even I you just you can't go into the next year with Joey Gallo. And tell me that the Yankees are a World Series contending team. You just can't. That that dude is he's horrible. Moving into center, I'm sure it's going to be Brett Gardner again. We're going to sign him. They're going to say he's like the 17th outfielder on the team, but he's going to play every day. It's just what happens every single year. I'm really really hard on Brett Gardner. I I, I really am. The one thing I'll say is that the dude cares. He shows up to play every day. But you just, again, it just goes back to we expect to be a World Series contending team. Brett Gardner should not be your starting center fielder every day. This makes no sense. For the vast majority of the year, he was hitting under 200. And he turned it up a little bit. I think he hit like 225 around there respectable from where he was at the beginning of the year. But I, you just use that can't be who is your leadoff hitter most of the year. That can't be your starting center fielder if we ever think we're going to win a World Series with this team. Go get Starling Marte. Shit, even Chris Taylor is going to be a free agent this year. Is Chris Taylor like the greatest player of all time? No. But he's 31, and the dude is clutch. 
I don't know if you've ever watched Dodgers games, but it seems like anytime anything good happens late for them, Chris Taylor's involved in it. If it's not Justin Turner. Can't be Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner has to be like literally everyone says, no, we don't want to play for the Yankees. And Brett Gardner's the only one standing outside of uh, Cashman's door. If Cashman even comes back next year. Which he shouldn't. Right field, Aaron Judge. Give him a billion dollars. Don't let him leave. If you let Aaron Judge leave, I swear. It'll be really, really hard to cheer for the Yankees next year. DH, Stanton. Don't really need to go over that much. He's not going anywhere for a long, long time. All right? If you don't like him, whatever. Right now is the only time you're going to be able to trade Stanton if you do. He has some value. He really had a good year. This year might be the only time teams are willing to kick the tires on trading for Stanton. So if he doesn't get traded this year, he's with the Yankees until his contract expires. Let's get used to it. Stop saying you want him traded. No teams are going to take that contract at his age. Unless, you know, he, like I said, he produced this year. He actually added some value back because... Before this year, it was non-existent. But do you really think you're going to get as many games as you got from Stanton again this year? Probably not. Have you seen the guy run? It looks like he's running in quicksand. I don't know how many times I can count on one hand outside of Stanton. Someone hits a ball to the wall and it stays a single. And, and it's not like these screamers that come right back to the outfielders. It's like it's it's like a deep ball that'll go off the wall and the guy is just rounding first base. No one's trading for Stanton. Get it out of your head. It's not happening. Stanton's around for a long time. Now we get to the pitching staff. Where do we go from here, guys? As far as pitching. What do we do? Garrett Cole's not an ace. Uh, it's a controversial statement, I'm sure. We, but Cole is a fine pitcher. Spider Tack made him an ace. He's gone. Can't use it anymore. He's a subpar pitcher without it. You saw it going into the wild card game. He had like a five ERA in his last four starts. Came out. In the wild card game, he was flat. He's not an ace. He just, I mean, he's really got to reinvent himself this offseason because if he can't be using this sticky shit anymore, he is not the pitcher that we signed a couple years ago to lead this staff. He's just not. Nestor Cortez was more of an ace when we picked this guy up off of the freaking garbage pile in the middle of the year. Sign me up for Nestor, man. He's fun. He kept the Yankees in games all of the, like, this entire year. Is that going to be sustainable for him? Maybe not. But you know what? At least he was consistent. Garrett Cole's last good start was against the fucking Rangers. That lost over 100 games. Man, that's impressive. Monty. Don't know where to go with him. He looks really good some days. Other days, he gives up seven runs to a team like the Rays in a game that the Yankees needed. 
that's really, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I like Monty. I don't want to give up on him yet. But there's concerns. Absolutely. 100%. Jamison Tyon. Again, does he look good sometimes? Sure. Is he extremely inconsistent? Absolutely. Corey Kluber. He had he had a couple good outings again. He had one really good outing against Indians, not a great team. He had another decent outing against the Rangers, not a great team. Through that no-hitter, that was awesome. But it's not, you know, it's not the two-time Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber. Kluber at this point in his career should be your five starter. And there should be uh, there again for a super World Series contending team. There should be no questions that Corey Kluber is your five starter. I, and this this free agent class of starting pitchers is really nice. Go bring in Max Scherzer for a year. I think he'll stay on the West Coast because apparently he didn't want to come play for the Yankees, and I wouldn't either right now. Kevin Gossman had a nice year. Carlos Rodon is a nice player. Kershaw will not leave L.A. Um, Robbie Ray had a good year. Marcus Stroman. Go get Marcus Stroman. He's not going to cost you a ton. The kid likes being in the big spotlight. He's wanted to play for New York. He's been on the Mets, but I guarantee you he'd much rather be on the Yankees. Thank God I never have to hear the name Andrew Heaney again. Anytime you say the name Andrew Heaney, someone hits a home run. Andrew Heaney. Oh, look it. The baseball flew past my window just now. Went about 500 feet. Again, let's go back to Brian Cashman here a little bit. At that time, the rotation was in a little bit of trouble, right? You go get Andrew Heaney? The dude had a 5 ERA in fucking Anaheim. What do you think is going to happen when he comes to New York? Exactly what happened. The dude was hot garbage. And the fact that Brian Cashman thought that that was a solution to our problems just goes to show you again how out of touch he is with what wins in baseball nowadays. Even a bad GM wouldn't have made that trade for Andrew Heaney. That's the best you could do? Well, we don't have time. You know, the trade deadline. You have three goddamn months before the trade deadline. Okay. Do not sit there and tell me that Andrew Heaney was the best possible option. You know why we got Andrew Heaney? is because we're cheap. We don't want to make the big move anymore. We don't want to bring any more payroll in because Hal Steinbrenner is so worried about resetting this fucking luxury tax. That's what's important to the Yankees now. It's not winning anymore. It's just not. We have a couple studs. Cool. Awesome. Luis Hill. That kid looks like he's going to be a stud. I hope Severino comes back healthy because, man, was it fun to watch him pitch the last 
about few weeks when when he was looking good, he was healthy, he was confident. That was awesome. Chapman, it's going to be a mixed bag probably for the rest of his career. You know, he's going to look really good like he did at the beginning of the year. He's going to really, really struggle at times, and then, you know, he'll find it down the road. I mean, Lawizaga has turned into an absolute can't-miss guy. The dude has been awesome. Chad Green looks like he's shot. Anytime he comes, he, he's almost, he's not Andrew Heaney. I won't disrespect him like that, but he's pretty freaking close, man. He's got to figure something out because I would love, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I would love to know what his home runs through nine innings would look like because it would not be pretty. He's, he's just not looked very good. Lucas Lickie was a nice piece. Left-hander, Wandy Peralta was nice. Like we have, we have some some room to work with in the bullpen. We definitely have a few guys that we need to ship out and upgrade over. But you know, the, the bullpen was the one thing this year, outside you know of a few games. You know, where where they were the one things that could kind of stabilize the team at points. But man, what a weird year. We got to the wild card. I just can't. I just can't be what we're happy with. Just can't. We have a, over two hundred million dollar payroll. What do the Rays have? Like a thirty million dollar payroll, and they just went out there and smacked the shit out of the Red Sox yesterday. Like if you're Brian Cashman and you're sitting there and you're seeing the Rays play, I mean even even the series before. The wild card. The Rays just made the Yankees look stupid. Like, if, if you go into next year thinking that this same formula that we've been trying to follow the last few years is going to work, yeah, it's going to be a long year for us. Everyone's going to, you know, we'll be a World Series contender just because it's the Yankees. But there has to be a shift in the way the Yankees think this next year and the years to come. Boone's got to go. Cashman has to go. I like Cashman. He's done a lot of good things for the franchise, but his way of thinking is just not what wins baseball anymore. And no, I'm not talking about spending big because you can spend big and win. You just have to spend big on the right players. So, I mean, we'll see what happens next year, but I'm not confident. I wish I was, but we'll see. It's the fact that it's been almost four days, and we haven't heard about what's going to happen with Aaron Boone. Terrifies me. I think he's going to come back. I think Cashman's going to come back. I just don't think Steinbrenner cares. I really don't. And like I said earlier in the show, they're going to give us the same bullshit that they've been giving us the last few years. This team was really close. They almost got us there. We're, we we think we can win with these guys. Yeah, you can win against shitty teams. And when it comes to nut up and actually play a good game, you're going to get shut out because we're not hitting home runs. 
It's what's been happening the last few years. But we'll see. We shall see. Um, last thing I want to kind of touch on is I will give Red Sox fans credit. We came into their home. We were loud. We were rowdy. I mean, to be fair, the Red Sox took out, took out Yankee fans pretty early. There wasn't a lot to be excited about. As much as I hate them, and as much as I love to see them get their asses kicked yesterday, and, you know, probably is going to happen the next two days because the Rays are just that good. The Red Sox fans were very gracious in victory. You know, you had your feud assholes, you know, that, that, that would try and start something. But, you know, majority, hats off, respect, Red Sox fans. It was my first game in Boston, first game in Fenway. I never felt, you know, I never felt out of place. I mean, besides being around a lot of Red Sox fans, I felt okay. It was a good time. It's a good time besides the three hours the Yankees made us sit through and call a playoff team. But yeah, we'll see what happens. It was great to be back on the mic. We'll uh, definitely start recording here more consistently. I really want to get back into NFL picks every week. Um, so hopefully I can get that recorded for you guys in the next day or two. If not, 100%, we'll get that going next week here. Um, hockey's almost back. College basketball's almost back. It's a good time of year. It's a good time of year. Let me know who you guys want to win the World Series at this point. Do you want to see the Rays go win it all? I'm partial to the Giants. I like the Giants. I hope they kick the shit out of the Dodgers. But the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They're, they're a juggernaut for a reason. They're, they are what the Yankees should be. But you guys have a great rest of your day. It was awesome to get back on here, like I said, and get another episode in and uh, kind of just let my frustrations out because it's been a long, long, rough year watching this team. A lot of good times, a lot of really bad nights after blown, blown games. But like I said, we'll see what happens this offseason. I personally, my prediction is not much is going to happen. They'll go sign a few guys, throw a Band-Aid on it, call it good. And then, like I said, they'll, they'll tell us that the guys that they have on the roster can win. And we all know that's not true, but that's what the Yankees are now. It's a new era. So, like I said, have a good night. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening as always. Um, even if you don't like the Yankees, hopefully this was a fun listen um, to get to listen to me just bash my favorite team for 40 minutes. But all right, guys. Have a good one. I will talk to you later.